0: Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Millions of people have lost weight
1: with personalized plans from Noom.
0: So, a group of people saw last year that there were a torrent of bills making their way through the Connecticut legislature with the idea that uh, Hartford would do a better job at planning for the state of Connecticut than local communities do. Now, a lot of this has come under the rubric of affordable housing and the need for more affordable housing, and there are a lot of numbers being bandied about about how much housing is really required in the state. And some people are challenging those numbers. But the bottom line is that these bills are making their way through the legislature right now. And all of a sudden, it looks like there are a lot of communities waking up. Uh, this uh, Over the weekend, we saw that the Webster Street parking lot in Norwalk is going to be transformed into 500 apartments in a project that is estimated to cost $300 million dollars. And I'm not sure Norwalk has even understood enough to respond to that yet. Grassroots groups battling a new slate of top-down zoning bills make their way to an article in the Connecticut Examiner. The 830G panel roundups are starting all over our Gold Coast area, including Greenwich and Westport. And tonight there is a forum in particular. Uh, And there is actually um, a subdivision regulation in which Westport is going to say that they no longer, the Planning and Zoning Commission no longer can look at the word character when evaluating local zoning applications, because last year in Hartford, they passed a lot of this effect. So Westport is rushing to comply with that law. Uh, And there's just a lot of things going on. Bethel is fighting a, a development that they find to be objectionable in terms of the character of their downtown. Almost every community is getting hit with these applications because the real estate developers are feeling very strong. They're feeling like they have the upper hand. They're feeling that they can basically tread over, under, and on a lot of zoning panels and elected and appointed zoning commissions. And this is troubling to a lot of people who live here who are not active in this area. And so a group of grassroots people got together last year and they formed something called CT169strong.org. And one of the founders of that is Maria Weingarten who lives in New Canaan herself. She's a realtor and a resident. Maria, welcome back to the show. Hi. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for having us. So Maria, um, what exactly is making its way through Hartford right now that you and your organization are, are troubled by and want the rest of us to know about?
1: Well, we'll start with the fair share bill, which arguably is the worst bill so far that we've seen. Um, HB 6633. This bill is highly prescriptive. It mandates um, open communities, allowing allow, allow, um, Open Communities Alliance um, said that there are 140,000. Um, units of affordable needed in the entire state. Meaning, although those people might be living somewhere, um, their they're housing cost burden. So we should build entirely new housing stock and put that on the backs of every single town. And they're going to allocate those 140,000 units to every municipality but for seven that have a poverty level over 20%. These uh. units run... in in the hundreds to thousands for every town
0: as a result. And And the the open community, isn't the open communities alliance, which also was part of desegregate Connecticut, aren't they substantially funded by the regional planning association, which is actually an organization that is exclusively funded by real estate developers?
1: I don't know if it's exclusively funded, but but if you look at their – all the information is, is available on the web. So you, you just go ahead and Google, and you will find that their top donors are all large developers um, and RxR, among others. And, and so, yes, they are highly tied, very closely tied with the developers. So, truly, these bills are not about affordability. Everyone needs to understand that because although that's what they're claiming to do, at the end of the day, the goal is to create, to get rid of single-family zoning and create high-density market value units.
0: And that's, that's the plan, and that's why developers love this idea. And these high density uh, multifamily units are rentals, are they not?
1: I would imagine for the most part they would they would be rentals, and and so that all that does is create generational wealth for the developers, not for the those living, the residents who are living in Connecticut. Interestingly enough, when growing together, another group that sort of spawned off of open communities, um, that group did a survey, and and what was really it looking people were looking for were starter homes or single mm-hmm. family sure. um, opportunity right not multifamily market value apartments in downtowns. and and i think that that's you know we, we we talk about the fact that character has been taken away but every single one of our 169 towns has its own unique character that's true. everyone every that's town true. city rural area they all do and this this is going to undermine all of that and create a very cookie-cutter, high-density everywhere.
0: Um, and that's unfortunate for, and, for our And there's very little architectural uh, control either. Let's talk about the beauty or lack thereof of a lot of these developments. One of the real objections that people have is that they're ugly. Yeah. And 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 these bills, you know, when you get away, when you get away from the word character, what's a planning and zoning commission supposed to do? What if they simply don't like the way the building looks? It's ugly. It's it's you know, it's coarse. It's blocky. It's gray. It's brown. They're not supposed to do anything. They can't say anything. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it you know, at the
3: density
1: level, they're talking about 20 to 30 units an acre. Um, in those downtowns, those are essentially five over twos, right like or, or four over twos. so like two 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 floors of of you know more concrete that that then they have stick building above that. And there was a great article recently that came out and discussed about how there's a lack of any sort of architectural interest or, you know, authenticity that these are eventually just going to go by the wayside, um, you know, because they they really do. They lack some of that character that that (laughs) that
0: we love, that we we want in our community. Of course we do. We want things to be pretty. We want things to look solid. We want them to have a New England character largely. And if they don't have a New England character, we want them to be interesting of, of their own accord.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on.
1: Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: So um, we're chatting with Maria Weingarten 203-333-9422. So this Fair Share Bill. What are the what? What committee is it in and? Um, Is it making its way out of the committee? Do you think it will hit the general assembly, the floor?
1: Well, it's coming up for a hearing. So, So the bill was proposed, and now it's coming for a hearing on Tuesday. So anyone who would like to testify, and we highly encourage that, Who wants to testify against the bill should sign up by 3 p.m. today. We have information on how to do that on our website, ct169strong.org, on our main page. If you just click on HB 6633, Fair Share, you can go ahead and click on there and find out how to testify, how to submit testimony. um, If you can't testify um, either in person or or Zoom, and, and all of that is greatly appreciated. So it's, it's important because, again, these this bill especially will mandate these high level of units that no town can afford to build themselves. Um, there's a significant number of low income, extremely low income, and very low income units that are, per, are just mandated as part of that development. And those are not units that a developer would come in and build because they just won't pencil out in terms of the economics. So then you're left with a town that's not really in the business of creating housing to have to create the housing themselves within 10 years. Wow. And here's the tough part. Here's the tough part. If you don't develop them, if you just ignore it, then they will allow, as of right development, anywhere where there's town water and town sewer, 20
0: units per acre, anywhere. Oh, my goodness. You're kidding me.
1: And if you are outside of that, so, you know, some people are like, well, but that's only in the downtown. That's not going to impact me because I live, you know, somewhere further out. Not true because they say as well in any other area, it would be as much as your town health department code would say. So as much as your septic and your your wells would allow. So so you can expect duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes anywhere. So it it virtually ends single family zoning forever, because the reality is no town is going to be able to afford to build
0: all of the units that are mandated under fair share. Why are we having this mandated? You know, Ned Lamont, the governor, you know, he's a very, very independently wealthy guy who lives in one of the richest areas of the world you can live in, in Greenwich. And I'm sure that he chose that because he felt like he could afford it and wanted to live there. Do we know what Governor Lamont thinks about this? Is he likely to sign this bill? Why would he sign this bill if it's passed? It's not in keeping with his. It's you know he's been all about trying to give people a fifty thousand dollar chance to get a down payment to buy into home ownership. How is this consistent with that?
1: It's inconsistent, and um, you know, right now that is not in the budget. The budget bill that the governor put out has work, live, ride in it, which is the desegregate bill, um, and we can't really identify if if these are in there. But but really, the the onerous part of this is because these costs are all being pushed onto towns. You really don't need much of a budget from the state perspective. Wow! It is truly a cost wow. directly to towns. So if you don't have a fiscal note attached, and then very that's clever. One of the things that- it's very right. clever. And that's one one of the things we're asking for is go ahead and tell OLR and, you know, the legislative research group to, to to tell us how much do you think oh, yeah. you know identify, quantify the cost to every one of these towns Absolutely. You
0: the it's irresponsible totally it irresponsible is. for a Hartford legislator to vote on this without knowing what it's going to cost his community or her community
1: Absolutely. And, and, and here's the other point you know 1975 is when the This this idea came about in New Jersey because of a lawsuit and and the Mount Laurel lawsuit. And and the reality is no other state has picked up this idea of of a fair share. And so, you know, if if, if there are good ideas out there, generally they're shared among states. Um, But this this bad idea has not been picked up about by any other state. So why should we be number two since 1975? So, you know, another reason to, you know, throw up the caution flag and say this is this is not the right way to proceed for our state.
0: Well, there's virtually nobody I know who's ever looked at the state of New Jersey and said, I want to look like that, like virtually nobody.
1: (laughs) Well, and and they say it's supposed to, you know, I, you know, again, all of these bills tout the idea that this this is about affordability. And that's the farthest from the truth, because if you have developers build it, 80 percent of what they build has to be market value for it to pencil out. So so you literally will double the entire housing stock of every single town that has fair shares, you know, or come close to it. You know, it it is astronomical. And and, you know, in in some ways, you know, this is it's interesting because Sarah Bronin said this two years ago. And I was on that Zoom call the other day when Work Live Ride presented to the Greenwich P&Z. And he also said that this is that that state it'll increase state revenues. And, and that's the other aspect that no one's talking about, is that it's a, it's a free option to the state, but not to, the, to all the municipalities that are saddled with the development costs and the infrastructure impacts of, 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 you know, exponential housing development in their towns.
0: Okay, Maria. So if people feel strongly about this one way or another— uh, and if they feel that they would like to testify on this one way or another, they can find out the details of this by going on ct169strong.org. Is that right?
1: Yeah. On the, on the, on the main page, if you just uh, scroll down, you will see all the bills that we have identified of concern and two very good bills that would expand A30G, um, the ability to count things toward your 10% in 830G, because many communities can't um, avail themselves to many of the, the, the classifications, the four categories, because either their market value is too high or income levels are too high or they don't get vouchers given by the state or the state doesn't fund their development of affordable housing. So, you know, it's, it's an un- unleveled playing field. And those two bills would help, um, you know, give more opportunity for towns to reach their 10 to to not be attacked through 830G.
0: And what what are those numbers? So that people, those bill numbers to... are HB yeah. five
1: three two six. Uh huh. And HB six seven seven seven. Okay. And All those right. are on there as well on our website. So those are under the good bills list. <laughs>
0: okay. All right, Maria. Thank you very much for coming on and and explaining all of this to us and for your advocacy on behalf of of local control thank you very much and thank you lisa for for shining a bright light on this we wish
1: more news outlets would do the same so we hope that this inspires others to do so as well
0: thank you maria you have a good day keep us keep us posted on all of this sure
3: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well